This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> Maybe there's some validity there. Or maybe it was just simply the Clinton campaign trying to stir up shit. Now, it's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks whether or not these women come forward. Yeah. Because we didn't hear about this about Donald Trump two years ago. And now it's president-elect. It's just now that in the past two months towards the home stretch of the presidential election right. that he's getting all these, uh, you know, allegations. Yeah. So... The number one, the burning question, because I put it out there and I'm like, and well, I've ha- I had a friend text me and say, I want to know your thoughts on the election. I had several people on Facebook say, I want to know your thoughts on the election. I had nobody, so. Well, you always have nobody. Um, <laughs> but I've had a lot of people, like I said, say that they want <laughs> that's right, we can see Matt's loneliness now. Um, <laughs> Trump protests, it's, it's crazy. They're going to hammer that. Dude, if there's 30 people in a place that don't like Trump, in, in yeah, CNN's it'll be, mind, it'll it's a protest. A pro- yeah, yeah, right. It will. It'll be blown out of proportion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so... Because they, because the, the financial thing didn't hit and didn't take. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. Right, so because got, it recovered massively from what I understand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like everything... How's the, Me- the Mexican peso recover, though? Uh, no, it was still <laughs> a little bit down, but, but gold was up. Oil was up. The NASDAQ was up. The S&P was up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial, all up. All up by the end of business today. And com- contrast that with the futures we were watching last night because we were watching. Fall, right. We were watching Bloomberg TV, which was one of the better, I, I think, coverages of the election was mm-hmm. on Bloomberg. They were the ones who actually called it first before the, all the major cable networks. Yeah. Um, and so, a quick note about that. The funny thing is that, uh, you know, everyone's saying, oh, financial, financial, financial. And it's like, I think I would, I would wager a guess because he's nuts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you contest that. I don't think any, any of our viewers, listeners, whatever, would would contest that either. He's nuts, okay. But I think I think on a global stage that garners more respect than you would think, because sure. we over here in the progress. I'm, I'm serious. In the progressive yeah. West, we're like, oh, Putin's nuts. He's got his finger on the button. Kim Jong Un is nuts. He's got a finger on the button. But I think when you're actually negotiating with these nations, mm-hmm. that a little bit of crazy, yeah. Is not so bad. Now, now that's not an espousal for Trump. That's not an espousal for Trump's ideas. Yeah. That that's a foregone conclusion for any of our listeners. Well, look at look at Duarte. But I, I think I think that when you go in there saying, "Yeah, I'm going to build a wall," like yeah. people are like, "Oh shit, he might build a wall." Like, yeah, <laughs> you, like you know, yeah, that could be just me. I don't know. And this is not sexist, but I don't know that a woman could bring that to the table. No, it couldn't. Uh, like for instance, Duarte in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. The the most the most first world country in the south pacific let's just put it that way okay right they they have st- strong economy they have uh, uh they're 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 the leader in the south pacific right okay? in the philippines now this duarte fellow over the past 6 months since he was elected his main platform was kill all the drug dealers <laughs> you've heard about this right I, I think you mentioned it, yeah. Yeah. He, and, That's and a real thing. That's what he wants to do. Tens of thousands of people have died in his country. Uh, citizens and police. Just, if you deal drugs, shoot to kill. Boom. Yeah. That's what the president has mandated. He's not unpopular. Yeah. 
he's not unpopular in his own country. Yeah. Because people are sick and tired of criminality in both in government and law enforcement and in, in the populace, but criminality working together in our governments uh, to to make money for those 1% people. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that Donald Trump sort of uh, typifies that in the U.S. Yes, he's brash. Yes, he says things that are inflammatory. Uh, yes, he doesn't seem to have it all together. But he's the first politician elected since uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Or the first pol- the first person who's elected to president who's not a politician. Right? Who hasn't had a career since of Eisenhower. a politician. Who's never held pu- public office before Eisenhower. Eisenhower. And I think it's indicative of the fact that, that we in this country hate our politicians because for the past 50 years, all they've done, all they've done, every single fucking one of them, all they've done is use their position to make money and power for themselves. Yeah. So, And we're tired of it. The and two, it, it's, it's time for an outsider and it's time for something drastic. Yeah. The two top things that I got, uh, one of which, so you're... Your brother commented on Facebook. Actually, we'll get an audience comments at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, scratch that. I apologize. Okay. First of all, I'm gonna we'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about Clinton. We'll talk a summary, and then we'll talk audience. How's that okay. sound? All, all right. right, sure. Trump at first. Okay. Now I don't know if you know this. A couple of uh, commentators uh, online, or not online, but on the cable news last night, were talking about it. I don't know if you've looked it up or 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 taken a look at it at all. We're gonna play it on the show. Mm-hmm. This video is from Michael Moore. And and it, are you familiar with this? Uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, well, you're going to get, a, get the chance to listen to it and 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 see it here. I'll actually, uh-oh. and we'll 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 hopefully you're able to see that. You should be able to see it, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, there we go. You'll get to see this now. This is is to me. This describes exactly exactly the answer to all of those. How on earth did Trump win? Because that's all I've heard today. How on earth did Trump win? My friends texting me, tweets, whatever. How on earth did Trump win? Because everyone is so crazed by the, the, by the idea that he won. Mm-hmm. This is how. And Michael Moore, again, crazy leftist nutbag. Yeah. Essentially. Like, I mean, quintessential. Like, quint, quintessential, neckbeard, just just <laughs> awful uh, 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 stoner, hippie. I mean, he, he embodies every single left idea, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Down to the... Uh, he was, I, th- I think, the most recent thing that actually even came out about Michael Moore was that he, uh, we weren't sure whether he had paid taxes on one of his houses. Like, so he even embodies the hypocrisy down to the liberal left. Anyways, that being said, this is what Michael Moore had to say, and th- th- uh, I believe this was at some speech or his tour or something. It's three minutes and fifty-five seconds. I apologize for the length. We are going to listen to the whole thing because it 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 is absolutely what happened uh, yesterday, Tuesday here here on Election Day in America. And get it to play here. Trump came to the Detroit Economic Club and stood there in front of the Ford Motor executives and said, if you close these factories as you're planning to do in Detroit and build them in Mexico, I'm going to put a 35% tariff on those cars when you send them back and nobody's going to buy them. It was an amazing thing to see. No politician, Republican or Democrat, had ever said anything like that to these executives. And it was music to the ears of people in Michigan and Ohio and Pennsylvania. Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Yeah, Brexit states. (laughs) 
you live here in Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Whether Trump means it or not is kind of irrelevant because he's saying the things yeah. to people who are hurting. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. And it's why every beaten down, nameless, forgotten, working stiff who used to be part of what was called the middle class loves Trump. He is the human Molotov cocktail that they've been waiting for. The human hand grenade that they can legally throw into the system that stole their lives from them. Yeah. And on November That's exactly 8th, it. election day, although they've lost their jobs, although they've been foreclosed on by the bank, next came the divorce and now the wife and kids are gone, the car's been repoed, they haven't had a real vacation in years, they're stuck with the shitty Obamacare bronze plan where you can't even get a fucking Percocet. They've essentially lost everything they had except one thing. That vote. The one thing that doesn't cost them a cent and is guaranteed to them by the American Constitution, the right to vote. They might be penniless, they might be homeless, they might be fucked over and fucked up, it doesn't matter because it's equalized on that day. A millionaire has the same number of votes as the person without a job. One. And there's more of the former middle class than there are in the millionaire class. So on November 8th, the dispossessed will walk into the voting booth, be handed a ballot, close the curtain, and take that lever or felt pen or touchscreen and put a big fucking X in the box by the name of the man who has threatened to upend and overturn the very system that has ruined their lives. Donald J. Trump. They see that the elites who ruined their lives hate Trump. Corporate America hates Trump. Wall Street hates Trump. The career politicians hate Trump. The media hates Trump after they loved him and created him and now hate him. Thank you, media. The enemy of my enemy is who I'm voting for on November 8th. Yes, on November 8th, you, Joe Blow, Steve Blow, Bob Blow, Billy Blow, Billy Bob Blow, all the blows get to go and blow up the whole goddamn system because it's your right. Trump's election is going to be the biggest fuck you ever recorded in human history. And it will feel good. It does feel good. <laughs> it feels it, re- it doesn't. It, no, it really does feel great. Like okay, so we watched all the 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 coverage come in last night, and we all, did. all everything. What we were twelve after twelve hours. You got over to my place about two thirty in the afternoon to pick you up. Yeah, and, and you left here at about two thirty. Two thirty three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, was was before it was called. Yeah. Uh, but you you stayed through for the the entirety of Trump's acceptance speech, and then yeah. then you got your stuff and left. During which Baron Trump almost passed out. Three a.m. of that. I mean, that kid's has. We well, should have uh, napped. Why didn't he nap? I don't know. That's just bad parenting by Melania. Well, you know, you know, uh, she should have been watching that little tyke. Uh, so, uh, 
through all that last night, I mean, from 6 o'clock, our time, yeah, to, it was a solid eight hours we were watching uh, cable news. Yeah. I had to I had to get up today and immediately start playing video games just to clear all the cable news out of my mind. <laughs> I went directly into work, so that yeah, God. By the way, by the way, so workplace jokes uh-huh. were tremendous yeah, were today. They? they were huge. Okay, <laughs> first off, walked in, first Mexican I see, I go, "You're still here?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was number one. Number two, uh, Mexican guy was actually five eight minutes late. Yeah. Oh, walks in. Walks in, mm-hmm. shit you not. Walks in, says I'm sorry I'm late. I was packing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was. They were tremendous. Uh, at least they have a sense of, of humor about going back to their shitty country. Well, you know they have to. Uh, but uh, I, I don't really mean that. That's all. That's that's humor. Their, their country's not shitty. Mexico has a lot of things to offer, mostly you know cheap labor. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but cheap yeah, labor and great food. Great food. Great food. Tremendous. Tremendous food. Uh huh. The best burritos. The portions. The portions were huge. I was thinking more bigly. <laughs> bigly. <laughs> bigly, that's right. No, so anyways, that I, I, I played that so that any of my friends on the left that listen to this, you know, who who to be fair are having a tough day today. I, I, sure, I think. Sure. I'm I, I was having a little bit of a tough day. I'm like, oh my god, he's actually doing it. Because he's not my candidate. He's not. Yeah. That being said, um, it's and it's like the Adam Carolla thing that I played for you earlier. It really is a and and it's funny because I talked to a, a black woman at work who mm-hmm. who penciled in Bernie Sanders. Yeah, on her ballot here here in Missouri, it wasn't even on the ballot. You know, penciled in Bernie Sanders. Yeah, because she didn't want to vote for the either two. And it's funny to me because I started thinking about that and I'm like, well, obviously, obviously, and she's middle aged. She she's older than me, mm-hmm. so she's like middle aged. But obviously, she wasn't affected by Trump's quote-unquote racism yeah you know which it's it's a it's i think it's an extreme version of nationalism you know in terms of building the wall and sending people back and all this nonsense but that being said it's funny to me that it's not an extreme version of nationalism it is nationalism which is a healthy thing when it's done correctly and and the the it's good to be proud of your country it's good it's good to want your country to be strong i agree i agree yeah all the social justice that i've seen uh being spewed by by folks on the left is people on the right, or is just not people on the right, is is white people mm-hmm. who are middle-aged who feel like they have to grab a stump for whatever it is, yeah. okay? And, and, and that's not to diminish some of these issues that need to be talked about. Some of them we've talked about here mm-hmm. after Michael Brown happened, things like that. But it's like, they're the ones that are championing this. Here's a black person that penciled in Bernie Sanders because she doesn't like Trump yeah. or Clinton and obviously doesn't hate Trump's racist message enough to vote for hillary clinton yeah that's a good point and and she she wasn't upset she's like yeah you know and i said i said and we had an honest conversation about it and i was like to be honest you know what this is this is a message to the dnc and it's you done goofed yeah you done goofed you put up the one candidate that no one that was unable to beat him mm-hmm. biden whoever else would have been issuing yeah and it's yeah. like you put up the one candidate who had all this scandal and i told her this i made this point i'll make it here the point is that that all your old white people on both sides, I, I think maybe not hard left, but moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans are, when presented with the option of Hillary Clinton, immediately, minus WikiLeaks, minus all that stuff, minus even the investigation with Comey and all that stuff, immediately are like, oh, Clinton, I've, I've had that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that again. No matter how good they think Bill's presidency was. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, it's more of the same. 
And then, and then, like I said, Michael Moore there hit the nail on the head where it's like, because, you know, Michigan was one of the states that it came down to. And they're like, oh, my God, Detroit, how's it going to work out? Is Trump going to take it? And it's like all these people are so pissed off at the system that they do not care. Yeah. They do not care, which is why a videotape can come out of Trump talking about grabbing pussies mm-hmm. and why he can say things, you know, pretty offensive to, to some Mexicans about rapists and things like that and why he can do all these things and and crush it. Yeah. Because and it's it goes back to the point that he made where he's like, I could shoot somebody in Times Square and not lose any votes. Hmm, you kind of could. Yeah. You kind of could because because everybody in Detroit is like, well, my Ford plant's gone. I don't give a sh- You know, they don't care about the DNC or the RNC or and it wasn't, Bernie it, it or wasn't, WikiLeaks or It wasn't gone in the past couple of years. It was gone 10 years ago. 12. Yeah, exactly. It was gone when George Bush was still and in this office. Is the only, this is and the then they voted to resonate with that. And then they voted for change. To connect like that. They voted for change and yeah. voted for hope. Right. And Barack Obama, we got Gave eight, years of Bar- eight years of Barack Obama. We got more regulations. We got uh, more hardship. It didn't change anything at yeah. all. Well, it was lackluster at best. And now, so so we're saying, okay, stop with the fancy rhetoric. Just just somebody, somebody say something that I believe in too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That I believe in too. Yeah. And it turned it turned Minus, out again all the other inflammatory, racist, whatever stuff. Mm-hmm. Because he said all that, it happened. We we all watched the campaign unfold. I would argue that his racism is blown out of proportion. Oh, I think and so made too. To be a much media, bigger but... deal than it actually is. If 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 somebody says that, you... yeah, then you're a racist. But any, it. anyway, it, it was it was it was the demagoguery of the left on to glomming onto the Trump is a racist because we say he's a racist. Why is well? You, you ask them. Well, why is Trump a racist? Um, because he says the racist thing. Well, what are the racist things he says all the time? He just says racist things. That was the argument, which right. is a non non argument. There's no there's no instances provided. It's just this is the idea of him. Bus Therefore, because there is an idea of him in this way, he is that way. Yeah, and it's a circular reason. Why is he racist? Because he's racist. What he's has he done that's, that's racist? Simply be racist. <laughs> right. And it's a circular logic uh, that that d- has absolutely no proof or evidence for it. See, I I I think there is actually a little <laughs> bit of like some of the stuff that you said. I'm like, mm, I don't know that. Yeah, but but, but again, but, it's 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 the message that wasn't couched well. But 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 let, but let me play the devil's advocate for a minute. The the guy who's Trump's uh, advocate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who's who's uh 40 years old who's who doesn't have the job in manufacturing anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who like Michael Moore, the guy that Michael Moore described there in the clip? Um, if somebody said to him, "Yeah, those me- those damn beaners should get back below below the the border. We needed to start deporting them," he would say, "Yes, one hundred percent. I believe in that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it 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 does that make him a racist though? Does that make him a bigot? Just because he no longer wants illegals to come up o- over the border, just because he 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 wants there to be jobs for citizens first before there's jobs for for uh, immigrants, nationalist. That's it. It does it doesn't it doesn't make him a bad person. It makes him a nationalist, and a nationalist is a good thing. It's a good thing. Nationalism blown out of proportion, in which everyone has to be a nationalist. That's a bad thing, right? But to, but the the core tenets of nationalism: pride in your country, your country first before other people, uh, citizens before immigrants. That's the core message of nationalism. Yeah, pride, 
uh, under, under working towards uh, a common goal with your country, mm-hmm. uh, citizens before immigrants, and your country before other countries. What's bad about that? Yeah. And I think to answer everybody's questions, like like I said, that I kept getting, that was the driving factor behind Trump. Yeah. That was the driving factor behind his support. Mm-hmm. And then and then I think there was a certain section of the population, call them millennials, call them tuned in, whatever, is is the emails and stuff. Like because the scandal, yeah. anybody that is that is halfway tuned in or or tuned in online, so to speak, read that WikiLeaks stuff. Yeah. Whether they believed it, whether they thought it was true, whether they thought it was whatever, they read it. And, and it sowed the seed of corruption, scandal. I'll go with crazy before corruption. Well, it goes back to the, the great meme war of 2015 and 2016, which we've just seen the final <laughs> battle of. That's right. The great meme war. The great which meme is, war, that's right. Which is uh, everyone across the nation, all 350, 60, 70 million of us, saw the meme, Hillary Clinton is under investigation and she's a criminal. Now, whether that's been proven in a court of law. Or true or whatever, right. Whether that's uh, everybody saw every scrap of evidence doesn't matter because the meme that Hillary Clinton is a criminal under investigation and and is giving and helping supporting force. ISIS and a driving force yes and then it, this pissed off aspect. It, it was the meme in, in everybody's consciousness yeah and so that's why mm-hmm. the the middle American the white person and and let me let me go off into this tangent for a minute oh, so please. I was I was watching earlier you know I'm, I'm a big fan of Triumph the Insult Comics dog election coverage yeah, that's right yeah it's been fantastic which, it's hilarious. It's been dramatic. Everybody should go yeah. YouTube, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog Election 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching one today, which came out on the 4th of this month, so fi- about five days ago. Okay, right. About a week ago, he released two, two new videos. One of them was uh, uh, he was doing this focus group with Trump supporters about— Oh, that's the one we watched the other night. No, 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 no. Focus group with Trump supporters and in which you're thinking of a different one with the ads. Oh, but, okay. Uh, focus group of Trump supporters and the premise was, hey, the Republican Party and Trump's campaign has these inf- really inflammatory stuff that he said that if it got out to the public and to the DNC, it would ruin his campaign. We want to know what, what you as Trump supporters, how you think that he would sp- how he would spin this. And really? it had him coming on saying ridiculous things. Of course, yeah. And so then the people are responding and saying, well, he should spin this and – it's, anyway, one of them was he's the guy on the phone with O.J. Simpson as he's driving the Bronco down <laughs> uh, down the highway on his getaway. Tremendous. Okay. All right. And then they flipped it to Hillary supporters, and they had Hillary saying all these things, including like a f- uh, voicemail where, Chelsea, where she asked Chelsea Clinton to induce labor six weeks early so she could have uh, the, the baby for the primaries and garner some more votes, stuff like that. <laughs> Which we'll watch it. It's hilarious. Tremendous. Uh, and then he did one with Amy Schumer that's meh. Well, Amy Schumer the, one of, was one of the celebrities that said she'd move, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So the, Amy uh, Schumer, Amy Schumer, to the eyes and ears of the internet. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I was tits say, or get the fuck out. And we don't want to see them tits, so get the fuck out. <laughs> fuck out. Fuck you, fuck you, go fuck yourself, get out. This is really nice. I like having the screen here. It's yeah, uh, uh, tremendous. Anyway, it? so th- the, I'm saying all that to say I want to point out. I want to point out down until Matt Tom Top uh, 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 pantsless is like you know. Yeah, I, I want to. Uh, we'll just have a running countdown. The demographics that the two groups are made of. Yeah, Trump supporters. Yeah, there were two or three women, and like five or six men, mm-hmm. all white. 
all white. The the Clinton supporters, one elderly white man, I would say in his seventies, five or six women, and a and two Latino dudes. Well, a black guy and a Latino guy. One white woman, the rest were all black and Latino. Right. Okay, so two white people, let's say out of ten. Out of ten, the Trump people, all white. Out of ten, the Clinton people, all black and Latino, except for two people who are white people. Okay. Elderly, longtime Democrats, I'm sure. Right. Which, I just want to reiterate that divide, because that really is exactly how this election went down. It was... White people voted for Trump. Black and Latino voted for Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, watching an infographic on uh, on uh, the news today um, about how many Latino people voted for Clinton versus Obama. Um, Latinos were 70, 75%. Uh, Clinton, uh, like 15%. Um, Trump. And uh, blacks were like uh, 85% Clinton. And like five percent Trump, yeah, ten percent Trump. <clears throat> um, but it, it it really is. It it came down to racial divide. Which if 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 they want to induce a race war in this country, this is the perfect time. This is the perfect way to do it. Have yeah. somebody so inflammatory or s- seemingly so inflammatory take the throne of the presidency, and you, for you all know, the white you, folks, you, yeah. you see what we're watching on CNN, and what we have been watching in, in Seattle and Philadelphia and New York and all these places. People are protesting, and it's it's. It's black and Latino uh, young people. And students. 99%, I'm sure, under the age of 30, a lot of them students. Yeah. It's that Bernie Sanders core that are, that are refusing to, to acknowledge that this is happening to them. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest triggering of all time. And <laughs> I've had the taste of salt on my tongue all day, and it's just made everything more flavorful. <laughs> okay. Anyways. This, your salt, I'm just, it's nourishing, it, it nourishes me. <laughs> anyway, so wrapping up Trump, I think I think also a big factor was he had an amazing shot at Clinton that, that wound up paying off because he played hardball, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, something we said on this program a lot was that Bernie Sanders didn't take it because he didn't take the headshot on Clinton. He didn't. He could have taken the headshot with the emails, ISIS, the creation of ISIS, her corruption, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Her ties to Saudi Arabia. Everything. Yep. That Trump that Trump nailed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe even too much. Right. If you you know if you could say well, I mean, he won, whatever. so it wasn't too much. Well, you know? right. But, goal, but, goal achieved. So but it that's doesn't what matter. I'm saying. He he hammered it home. Yeah. That Hillary's a Clinton, and at every rally, lock mm-hmm. her up, lock her up. Right. Yeah. And and so yeah, he really he really honed in on again reaching out to that pissed off dude who who has lost his factory, lost mm-hmm. his whatever, and and then reaching out to this. This is a criminal that you're voting yeah. against, yeah. really. And I think I would even say that uh, his campaign probably was was vote against Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even so much vote so much f- for me or for Trump, um, but it was vote against Clinton. And I would vote against the establishment and and but it's, America it's, great again it's not just the, the the taste uh, that Trump left in people's mouths for Hillary Clinton. It's the taste that she left in people's mouths for her. Right, because uh, I would love to see an infographic, and I doubt we we will. Maybe, maybe I would love to see some statistics on who, how many people wrote in Bernie Sanders across this country. Yeah, how many people? How many young Democrats in Pennsylvania 
and in Wisconsin and in Michigan and in Florida and in North Carolina. Stuck to their guns on Bernie. How many people wrote in Bernie Sanders? How many millions of people wrote in Bernie Sanders? I mean, if people like you and me will vote for Jill Stein and 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 Gary Johnson right. on a principle of there needs to be a major a change, third party right. vote in this country. A flip, yeah. We need to have major third Sanders? parties can- candidates. How many people would write in Sanders? Yeah. Millions, millions. And so that in in and of itself, the fact that they couldn't unify the base of the Democratic Party around a candidate because of how polarizing she was, because how embroiled and scandalous she was. Yeah. How throughout how, the entire thing. If they had merely Put Biden up there. I mean, Biden running in the last four months up to November. Well, and everybody's favorite president I mean, right on. now, Obama, could have just said, here's my boy, and it would have been done. How, how, yeah. Done. Yeah. He would like, have secured, like he did in 2008 and 2012, 95% of the black vote, which would have been more than enough to sway Pennsylvania and North Carolina yeah. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then they would have had that clean sweep that they were talking about. Yeah. I know. It, yeah. It, and really... DNC, you done goofed. You you, you yep. really picked they, the worst they candidate. They screwed it up, and and hopefully hopefully there's some guttons going on over yeah. there. Hopefully there's some empty Even. desks at the DNC today because yeah. some folks heads need to roll because you obviously well, effed it up. I think they rolled last night. That's the thing. I think literally. <laughs> <clears throat> but but uh, no, honestly, with with what happened last night, no concession speech on on election day. Which that was bananas. Exit dude. polling starts rolling in. Almost as soon as polls open, okay? Yeah. Which exit polling can sometimes be a little little off, but most of the time is pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay? Uh, they knew what was happening in those states five, six hours before we did, okay? Right. Uh, they knew how it was going to go. Um, you know, CNN was just giving us the safe information. All the these places were the... just giving us the safe information. We right. saw the, the fact that Bloomberg had almost... Almost every state, Bloomberg called first. Almost every time there was a jump in, in the electorate, Bloomberg had it first. <clears throat> the main made major financial channel of Wall Street, where banker when bankers turn on the news, they go to Bloomberg. I mean, it's pretty indicative. They were the ones who called it first. The Clinton campaign had all this information hours before we did. My theory <laughs> is that Hillary Clinton, about 7 o'clock, was just like, Screw this, and she started yelling and screaming at staffers probably, and heads were rolling. I mean, we heard the news that like 3 or 4 p.m. in the afternoon, Clinton staffers were leaving the headquarters. Right. And basically it was a ghost town by 10, 11 o'clock in the, in, in the evening, okay? Yeah. Hours before the election was called. I'm sure she was getting drunk and raging. <laughs> I think that's why... Well, she looked good today. I don't know we if you watched her speech. Well, I watched the speech a little bit. Hangovers are easy, easy to bullshit through sometimes. Well, when you're a lizard, um, exactly, exactly. So that's pretty much it with Trump. I think that was the driving force behind it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was just that angry, pissed off dude, and the and the enough is enough of this whole. Because and, and one last thing I said to the to to the black uh, girl that I work with, it was like because I told her because when she told me she penciled on Bernie, it just sank in, and I'm like. Oh, you didn't vote against Trump. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I my assumption was that you would if you were black. Yeah. I you know, with how racist he's being painted as and she's like, "No, I, I these are the values that I Now, I know it's, I was like I was like, "Holy crap." And then I said to her, I was like I was like, "You know, that's the funny thing about the Democrats." Mm-hmm. And she was we were on board with this. And and I said, "That's the funny thing about the Democrats. They were hoping that people would not do, especially you as a black person. Yeah, they were hoping that you wouldn't do what you did, mm-hmm. 
and and this goes into and I'll segue this into talking about Clinton because I think a big mistake she made is she let the media do her campaign. Yeah. From from not campaigning two weeks out to the election, majorly like most candidates do. Well, she did. She did. A, uh, you know, she did hardly anything. I think the, la- the last the last couple months she did an average of one rally a day, which is a nothing. Nothing. Especially in the last two weeks. Exactly. I mean, if you look at what Trump did. I mean, five rallies every single day. Right. Le- the two weeks le- up leading up to the election. Anyways, so and I, I was telling her, I said, this is what the Democrats did wrong. They think that it's still an issue. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, I was like, I work with 80% black people and and 30% Mexicans, uh, front of house and back of house, you know. I was like, I was like, I work with a bunch of blacks, a bunch of Mexicans. I was like, I was like, get real, Democrats. We're all over that. Yeah. People are people. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's done. I mean, it's it, there's still pockets and there's the Michael Brown and police and stuff and there's still issues, mm-hmm. right? I'm not trying to say that, but but in terms of 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 a '60s racism, a back of the bus racism, yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's done. People are people, and the mm-hmm. Democrats, the Democrats learned learned it so hard last night that it's done because it's like, oh wait a second, we we were counting that the media was going to paint him as. And it didn't work out. It didn't fucking work out. Yeah, surprisingly. That—that that is the one thing about this election that I love. I love that. Because it's like, we're done with that. Come yeah. on, man. I know it's surprising to everybody like, on, on on the left and all the white people in this country, perhaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but black people have principles, too. Yep. <laughs> and they'll stick by them. Yeah, they will. And, and I.e. vote for a candidate like Bernie, write in Bernie Sanders instead of vote for Clinton like they're quote-unquote supposed to. Yeah. Because it's, because, Yeah. Uh, I, I I think you hit the nail on the head about the whole civil rights thing. It's done. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Black people don't want to be disparaged against because of their skin color. Okay. Neither but do whites, by and large, like by and large, they're not. They're disparaged against because of their culture and because of their economic status. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because they don't they don't arrive at the job interview in a fifty thousand dollar car and a fifteen hundred dollar suit. Okay. They arrived to the interview in a polo and khakis riding the bus, okay? Yeah. So they're in a, at a disadvantage for that job interview right off the get, okay? Yeah. Because they don't have the appearance and the facade, all right, that maybe other people have. Uh, and But, so, but they, they don't care about necessarily anymore about if I'm black or white, they care, well, do I have the same opportunities? They, they care about jobs, about a college education, like we all do. Yes, which which that that's the core of the Bernie Sanders me- message. It's not about making everything equal in America. Bernie Sanders' message was about about uh, being able to provide for everyone. That's yeah. that's the core of Bernie Sanders' message. To all these people who went to college and now don't have a job, or all these people who want to go to college and have a job afterwards. That he was his core that. That that this country should work together to make sure that everybody is provided for and can work for themselves to make a good life for themselves, and that's what black people care about. That's what Latina people care about. They don't care about if their candidate uh, never never says the word black and always uses African American. They don't care about the fucking bullshit of that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's done. And just like we've talked about before about LGBT rights in this country. All change, all real change happens 
by slow and small degrees. It's infinitesimal. You can't even tell it's happening unless you look back over a long expanse of time and see the small changes. And that's how real change happens. That's how real change in the use of personal pronouns or in the use of race relations or in, in, in the use of even slavery, okay? It, it happens slowly and smallly, and you can't speed up that 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 process. You can't snap your fingers and have everybody... Uh, suddenly use the right pronouns for however you identify as a gender or use the right terminology for you or do the politically correct thing. It's not going to happen. It happens slow and small degrees. Just like if you have a diet. You You can't go on a diet for two months and lose weight and then go back to the way you're eating. You have to fundamentally change the way you are eating. From the ground up, yeah. And stick to that for the rest of your life. If you want to stay that way, yeah. So these, these snap changes, these these people think the change is going to happen overnight. No, it is small, it is slow, it is infinitesimal. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's you know, like my second point about, about Clinton that I noted there is like, I, I don't think they took it seriously. I really don't think they did. I, th- I, I think I, they took I it think- seriously, but they had way too much confidence. Well, confidence in, in that the media was just going to paint, well, okay, Donald Trump's a racist. Everybody knows that. Well, like you said uh, before, the done. media was going to do their job for them. Yeah. And yeah. they did. They certainly did. They certainly went to bat for Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. Um, but that's the thing that I like. I like the idea that despite the message of the mainstream media, we elected this guy who, again, I'm not a fan of, wasn't my candidate, but I love the idea that, that the popular idea, mm-hmm. she got the popular vote. But the, but 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 the idea by two hundred and twenty thousand or, or so by like two two hundred thousand yeah and and change two hundred thousand twelve two two hundred thousand fifteen something like that just Soros votes <laughs> no uh, but that is hashtag Soros votes that is point zero one percent of the popular vote yeah one percent of one percent she won by one percent of one percent of one percent yeah okay mm-hmm. Johnson had a bigger statistical number than that. tie. Yeah. Statistical tie. Okay. So you can't... You, you, yes, technically, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. But statistically, dead tie. Dead tie. And that's what I, when it, when I go back to uh, the race relations in this country. There really is a divide right now between black and white. Between white and minority. and And the fact that Donald Trump won... And the vote was split dead down the middle, like it, like was, it was, yeah. and it is. It says that we we have a problem with this perceived, uh, this perception in our country of you versus me, of black versus white, and and it's been stoked up by the media. And you mentioned about yeah. the media doing. They, she thought the media was going to do her job for her. Yeah. Yes, they did. Except you're forgetting that. 90% of the people in this country don't trust the media. And they've grown up in a culture where don't trust the media is a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Only 10% of the people in this country take the news at face value. I know may- maybe it doesn't seem that way, but only 10% of the country take it at face value. Maybe half the country are being like, mm, I don't agree with that, but maybe. Okay? Right. And that's why media still holds sway. Yeah. But most people don't trust the media. And when you have the media constantly telling you, Clinton, 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 historic, historic, first woman, first woman president, and all these people who have been in government now for eight years who are standing behind her, yeah, people don't want to hear it. Well, the thing there, is, there were no white Democrats in this election, and that's what happened. There were no white Democrats. Yeah. 
So like I noted here, additionally, this worked in favor of Trump, uh, talking about the media. And this is a point. The majority of the country doesn't believe a third party exists. So when you you take out that option for a third party, like you and I voted for, like some other people voted for, whatever, when you take away that option for the majority of people, Mm -hmm. which is just the facts of it, and we've talked about how that needs to change, et cetera, but, but when you take that away from the majority of the people, I think the majority of the people would sit back and go, well, I'm not really racist, but the fundamental idea, and especially on the right. I mean, if there was anybody on the right who was like, I'm not really racist or I don't really like grabbing pussies, um, I don't know if I can vote for him. I, I And I'll say this, the right is more susceptible to uh, conspiracy theories of the vein of big government is against me. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether that's MK Ultra, whether it's whatever, they're more susceptible to those theories. And so I think when you have WikiLeaks or, or those types of things that came out this whole time and then Comey reopening the investigation there so close to the end and then closing it back up and all this stuff – that just goes to cement it for those people, and they're like, "Oh well, I, I'm not going to vote for mm-hmm. corruption. Of course, I won't vote for corruption." Yeah, and it's like it's done deal because that seals all of the folks on the right who waver, every one of them who don't believe in a third party. Yeah, you know, which again is is what's only three percent of them. Johnson, I guess, and then you count well, the others. No, if, if if you count the others, I was just looking at, at what, statistics. Like six total, seven? it's six million total. Yeah, which there were almost there were there were 120 million. Well, let's look here. There were about 127 million votes cast. Yeah. And they got 6 million. So just about 5%. Total for third parties. Total across for third parties or other. Evan McMullen and everything. Who weren't Democrat, who weren't Republican. Well, it's like Evan McMullen ran a month-long campaign and and almost, well, the majority of the night they were reporting and then then she pulled ahead. But like, was that close in in Utah? Yeah. It's bananas because it's like... And those are the people, and God bless them Mormons, those are the yeah. people that are Thank like... Thank you. Mormons, you're uh, great. You're great. Probably ran out of space on my phone. Did it stop? I think so. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's because there's a four gigabyte size limit. <laughs> Anyhow, that was an intermission. Um, God bless those Mormons who, at the end of the day... The end of the day, we're not going to vote for the clown, yeah, or the criminal, yeah, and voted for uh, whatever Evan McMullen is. And maybe, maybe, well, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe what we need in the presidential race every four years for the next four or five cycles is an Evan McMullen. <laughs> is an Evan McMullen is somebody who po- who who gets a large organization like the Mormon Church, right? Like the Baptist Church. Like some whatever some some other organization that segmented that, group right exactly, and gets them to follow a third party candidate yeah, and then you can have somebody who can get ten percent, you know, uh, yeah. national polls maybe you know, and and we're we're in for a wild ride in the next four years for sure. But I, I honestly do think the the things I was talking about a year ago, yeah. the things we were talking about six months ago and nine months ago, about how we want to see a destruct at least I do want to see a destruction. Of the Republican Party, want to see it blow up. Mm-hmm. Want to see the Democratic Party blow up. The Democratic Party after last night is done. It's kaput. I don't know about done, but they've got a lot of rebuilding to do. <clears throat> but but think think about it. All the young college age voters. I mean, the best thing they can do, frankly, in twenty twenty, is is just let Sanders waltz right in. Because depending on what Trump sure. does and the things that they can campaign on, I think that really is the time when a Sanders says, "Well, thank you for the White House." Yeah. If, Which seat is mine? <laughs> if Sanders can stick like, around for that, lo- that stroll long. right in. Um, 
That's the thing, though. He may be done anyways. Maybe. I don't know whether uh, he is. He is, you know. Uh, He's aged. Yeah. Uh, but but the, 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 the thing the Democrats did in this country with, in, with regards to Bernie Sanders. Was goof. And those college-age kids, right? They, they drove them away from the Democratic Party for good. After, the, after voting for change in 2008 or change in 2012 and then seeing no change. No change. And then... Healthcare, other, which the majority of millennials... Don't quick, like. Don't care. Yeah. They don't yeah. care. I mean, I, everybody I know... I mean, and again, I'm super right. We're in the Midwest. But everybody I know, no one's really said, oh, Obamacare really got my family coverage or whatever. Like, they're all just like, yeah, I, could, I mean, I could do that. Yeah. They don't yeah. They don't care. But they're... they're Healthcare is not how you speak to millennials, man. It's a hit that college debt. Yep, yep. Which is what Bernie Sanders did, but but do you think that they're going to go back and and go back to the Republican or the Democratic Party in 2020? No, no. And if they do, it's going to be begrudgingly. And if they do, it's only because there's a candidate that they truly believe in. Right. It can't be another Hillary Clinton. It can't be even like a Joe Biden. It has to be someone that that creates a movement that they truly believe in. Yeah. In order for them to solidify behind the Democratic Party again, it's going to be the same thing for a lot of black voters. It's going to be the same thing for a lot of black voters, especially when we get two years into this Trump presidency and that national debt starts to go down and the wall gets higher and higher and everything starts to come up roses and and we have perpetual sunshine and every day, every day, a (laughs) A new sunrise, a chicken in every pot, a a roof over every head, (laughs) Dolce and Gabbana clothing on every back, bling around every neck, the finest and the sickest beats in every ear, the best kicks on every feet. Uh, once we finally have the utopia that the, the, the God Emperor Donald Trump is going to bring us, oh trademark Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> th- they're they're not going to go back. See, to, the funny thing is to to the Democratic Party, they're going to say, "Oh, this Republican Party, not that bad of a thing." Now, yeah. do I believe that Donald Trump is going to do that? No, he's going to be the same as every other single president before him. Maybe he'll change a couple things, <laughs> yeah. but he's not going to make huge changes that are totally going to turn us from an. Well, a of course, crazy, he's make corrupt huge government. He's going to make huge changes. Yeah, well, huge, bigly, tremendous. Uh, so they'll be fantastic. We're going to work with a lot of different folks. <coughs> a lot of different folks are going to partner with us. Yeah. L- listen, I've been in business for years. Okay, I'm going to bring my business partners into the White House. It's going to be run how I run my businesses, not my casinos, which haven't done that great. <laughs> but it's going to be like how I've run the brand Trump. Okay, we're gonna tattoo Trump on the side of the uh, on the side of the White House. It'll be tremendous, huge. Thank you, Mister. Thank you, thank you, President Elect Trump. That's right. Uh, so, so we have the destruction of the Repu- or the Democratic Party, Just, uh, or damn complete, damn near a it. complete implosion. I mean, and now we have a huge split because those Bernie Sanders people are still going to say in Sanders corners. Clinton is done, absolutely toast. Who else is going to come along? Who who else? I'd, is, I'd be surprised if now, she has now, the balls to run for dog catcher. But yeah, exactly, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, like, like what is she, here, here, like, here. What is she going to do? Seriously, yeah. I mean, I guess just Clinton Foundation stuff. Like now, now, what do you do if you're Hillary after last night? Retire. Holy you're crap. done. Uh, now, just let the park in two thousand finish you up. Yeah. yeah. In two thousand and twelve. <laughs> Or in two, I'm sorry, in 2020, yeah. you'll probably still have those NPR Democrats, those 50-plus Democrats mm-hmm. who are still going to vote Democrat. But who else is going to do it? Those Sanders Democrats are going to go, be going independent, especially if Sanders decides to run as an independent, or especially if, if there's a third-party candidate 
like a Jill Stein who gains more traction and and people on the left those those Bernie Sanders Democrats love Jill Stein like that's that's she's cut from the same mold so who do you have do you have an Elizabeth Warren well, but yeah, Elizabeth you, Warren, Elizabeth Warren was bought and sold in the past year by if you, Hillary Clinton. If you could have a Jill Stein without the crazy stuff and with an articulate thought, that's also the had, media talking about her and making her seem like oh, she's dude, crazy. I've listened to some of the stuff she said. Though. Well, autism does uh, come no, from vaccines. Wi Fi does give you cancer. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, man. Okay. Well, I have I have proof because you're autistic. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's not a little autistic. He's autistic. Um, <laughs> No, if it, but that's the thing. You have you you take the charisma and and the articulation of an Obama and give it to the viewpoints of Jill Stein. Mm-hmm. That's what you do in twenty twenty. You heard it here first. So Elizabeth Warren, tremendous. I think Elizabeth Warren is probably the next candidate for the Democratic Party as far as presidential candidates go. She was endorsed by Hillary Clinton, but she still has four years or two and a half years, three years to separate herself from Clinton. Uh, it was only until about a year ago that she was. She was in league with Clinton. Before that, she was completely separate from Clinton. Right. Um, so I think Elizabeth Warren is probably the next candidate for the Democratic Party. And uh, I think she, she can get a large chunk of those Sanders Democrats. But still, still, uh, the Democratic Party is in shambles. The Republican Party completely blown out. I mean, we saw last night uh, during, during... Oh, yeah, Fox News during couldn't the, even... <laughs> during, well, during the concession speech... Or I'm sorry, the victory speech for Trump. What what did he do? He brought out Reince Priebus, who is the leader of the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. He's the leader of the GOP. He brought him out on stage. That's what that was all about. It was Trump calling up the leader of the GOP and giving him the podium for just a minute and then pushing him away. He, that was Donald Trump basically lifting his leg and pissing on the Republican Party and saying, this, is, this belongs to me now. This is mine now. <laughs> yeah. This is my territory now. So here, here was my summary that I wrote, just my thoughts. Trump and Hillary both ran fear-based campaigns, right? We talked about that a lot mm-hmm. on this show. Yeah. Like, that's what they both ran. Uh, Trump spoke to fear of federal government, fear of immigration, and fear of ISIS, I think, probably mm-hmm. are, are, the, are the three big ones. Hillary's was on fear of Trump, fear of social issues being done away with, yeah. okay? This idea that, that, that black people aren't going to have these rights or gay people aren't going to have these rights, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Fear of government programs and jobs being taken away or gutted. Yeah. As a result of the government. So really fear of small government, if you will. Yeah. Um, in the end, at this point in our history, with where the nation was, Trump's was more, the way he couched it, Trump's was more fearful and it resonated with more people. I wouldn't say more fearful, fear, fearful, but with where they were. But it resonated with more people. That's what I mean. It, it, yeah. it resonated and more people were like, yeah, that's the problem. It that's was me. It was the actual real fear, fears that people had instead of the made up ones that they imagined it, like safe spaces. Like black people can't, yeah, I don't know, vote or yeah. be people. I guess I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. look at look 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 at what the government has done to black people in the past thirty years. Uh, really, lock them up. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, all these things that the government has done to and governments have done to black people over the past thirty years, and and you think. You you think it, that's going to change? No, so I don't know why keep voting Democrat. Here's what the audience had to say. We'll just go over these comments on Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Daniel Beckman said on Facebook, "Tell us your take on the key issues people fear Trump about." Now, from from my echo chamber, race. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I if I had a nickel for every status tweet whatever that I saw today, 
about and even my wife when we when I video chatted with my wife last night while we were watching the returns. I mean, there's there's that fear of Trump mm-hmm. that he's somehow gonna. She mentioned her LGBT friends and stuff. like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and it's that kind of fear, like. What are we? What are we gonna make them walk on the other side of the hallway or something? Like that's yeah, yeah. and that's like what I said to the girl at work today. I'm like, all the real people I know, right? Not not billionaires, not actual social justice warriors. Everybody knows that's done, right? You don't treat black people different because they're black. You don't mm-hmm. treat gay people different because they're gay. You don't treat women different because they're women. We all know that, okay? Whether we all choose to act on it, a hundred percent of the time might be another debate, right? But we all get that. Uh, but that t- to me. And apart from what we talked about earlier, that's the number one thing mm-hmm. is is that he's somehow going to. And I think I think that's exacerbated by his his immigration thing. He really hammered that immigration home. Yeah, you know. Do you agree? Or you got something different? No. Yeah. Um. And then I'm going to come back to this question because I'm going to let you handle it because I, I I actually don't know. <laughs> and it's, okay. I'm going to defer to your leadership, sir. Uh. The, the wife said on Facebook, "You should discuss the disconnect between the millennial vote and the baby boomers and what that tells us about the future." You did a little bit, but you want to expound on that, or what's what are your thoughts there? Between millennials and the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, and what that tells us about the future. I mean, you kind of went into that with what you were saying about the Democrat Party. Yeah, I, think, I think the baby baby boomers are afraid of losing the uh, the amount of coverage they have in Social Security, Medicare. They're they're with Trump. They were afraid of losing the so, those safety nets. Uh, with college age kids, they're afraid of of never having them. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that it was so much uh, a specific thing they were afraid of. So much as the demagoguery of the things that had been made up for them to be afraid of, yeah, on, that fear on, yeah. on Trump's side, yeah. And the majority of people that I see, because I haven't seen one person that's older. I mean, most of them that I'm like friends with on Facebook or whatever, in my experience, are older. Well, and I recall one actually that story I told about my boss mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago, um, who was like, "Well, Trump acts just like Hitler. Like, do you realize how that's going to go over the other country? Yeah, just but it's like, like Hitler. Yep, just like Hitler." Well, anyways, if we want to get we really want to get into the nuts and bolts of national socialism and what gave rise to it, the groupthink and the mindset and and the ideologies and the demagoguery that went into the national socialist movement of the 1930s leading up in the 1940s and World War II. There are so many more parallels between the social justice warrior movement, the safe space movement, and the PC movement in this country than there are into in 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 the quote unquote nationalism of of the alt right in this country. It's 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 laughable. They they call people on the alt right Nazis and racist and hate mongers and all these other things and compare them to the National Socialist Movement of Germany. But the the suppression of free speech, the the thought police and the speech police of the left uh, mirrors the National Socialist Movement by by many times over what the Trump movement does. So I'll just. Put that out there. If you really want to look for yeah. for national socialism in this country, you look on the left, not on the right. Yeah, I, I mean, I tend to agree, but uh, yeah. So that was what my wife said. I, I don't know that I have anything to add. I, like I said, I think your sort of analysis on the Democrat Party, I, I think, is pretty apt. They they they've got some rebuilding to do, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see because I don't know that a lot. I guess a lot of young people were in for Trump. I don't know. I don't know any. I know one one like in yeah. my whole circle. Um, two, I guess, but, uh, I don't, I don't know that, um, 
I don't know that millennials are kind of behind that idea, right? I think no, we've kind of been not. brought up with the idea of social justice and that yeah. sort of thing. And so I think it's hard for them to get over. But again, if he can pull a couple of things off, some lower debt, some whatever, some some if he can fix Obamacare for for the massive amount of states that it's not working for, yeah. frankly, if he can fix that, you know, who, who knows? Because that's, that's something that people my age that are headed into kids, house, car, you know, normal life, that's something that we start seeing. We're like, oh, on my taxes, what, what is this? I get... I have to pay for this. Yeah. What? You know, that's, and that, I, 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 think, I think that's something that can resonate. I don't know what else maybe would, but I, I think in four years, you're going to have a bunch of these people who are part of this social justice movement, the PC movement in this country right now, who in four years are not going to be voting on those issues anymore because they will have gotten out in the real world where the rubber meets the road. And they'll realize that those ideologies of the ultra left and the PC movement, the safe space movement, when the rubber hits the road, those ideas don't work anymore. In real life, those ideas don't work anymore. They only work if you have if you're encased in a bubble. If if you if you are uh... a bubble of creation, right? That yeah. you create, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I I just don't know if it'll switch though, because I yeah. think that movement is too loud, too in your face, too. But but that I mean, also it's, it's, I think it's I think a it's a wall lot of noise online. Bro. Sure, sure. I mean it really. Sure, but but remember that that whole movement is also manufactured by the left and by people like Soros yeah. through the Ferguson riots and and, and the busing in protesters and things like that. It's funded and it's fueled by the left, whereas the alt right movement and the Trumpism is organic. They didn't need any goading to start mm-hmm. voting for Trump. They needed goading to start implementing safe spaces and voting for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Anyways, one more. Your brother said, and this is interesting, and this is probably you, Sam Hume said, uh, if the election was really rigged, why did Trump win and not Hillary? I'm interested to see your thoughts on this. Well, um, do I think it's rigged? Yes. I, th- I think there are, there are opposing forces on either side who are working their best. Behind the scenes of just straight votes. Yep. And d- to clarify, that's what we mean on by both rigged. sides. Right? Yep. Other than just that's- straight Ballots in boxes being counted. <laughs> That's right? why, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't rig rig the system if you're outside the party. You can't rig the rigor. You can't rig the system if you're outside the party because the party, the purpose of the parties of the Democrat and the Republican Party... Is to help in any way possible. Is to help in any way possible. The purpose of those two parties is in the, in the, in the places that they have power to rig elections and, and make them go one way or the other. So is, is vote rigging throwing out ballots for Trump or ballots for Sanders? Yeah. But is vote rigging that that happens more along the lines of providing and fostering ideologies uh, in core groups in large voting blocks one way or the other other through either media or uh, or 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 simply you know foot traffic uh, people doing robocalls and that sort of thing is uh, I think that people like George Soros. With his voting machines, pulled in every single Hillary Clinton vote they could. They could. And they could. They rigged it as much as they could without getting caught. And I think both sides do that. They rig it as much as they can without getting caught. Um, there's only a certain margin that you can rig it without, without getting caught. And I think that's why I think that this whole thing about, well, Hillary, you know, every single protester who's protesting tonight is going to say that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote and Donald Trump won the Electoral College and Donald Trump won it, so we need to do away with the Electoral College. 
just like the Trump people would have been saying tonight if if he would have lost. Okay, but and the hardcore Trump folks. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that that Hillary Clinton, folks like me that expected him to lose. The like, fact that a, a person like Hillary. By Clinton, the way, because of that popular vote thing, my bets paid off. I made like eight bucks. I'm predicted. You're welcome, America. The fact that that, that Hillary, kids, you'll be able to eat another day. That Hillary Clinton won the popular <laughs> vote. Yeah, uh, means that it was rigged. Like they pulled it. They 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 got rid of as many Trump ballots and got the, her filled but out. Couldn't with Couldn't obviously many, do it for a state. Then is what you're saying. They couldn't or do it. For they the couldn't do it a large enough margin to get Hillary Clinton the electors that she needed. I don't think that there are more Hillary Clinton voters in this country than there were Trump. Even if it's only by 200,000 votes, I don't think there are more. I don't think there were more people writing in or, or marking down their ballot for Hillary Clinton than there were for Donald Trump. I don't believe it. She's such a polarizing figure. So many people hate her, both on the left and the right. Democrats loathe her and only voted for her begrudgingly because they had to. Well, and I think a good majority of them probably – see, the thing about Trump – But I, that, I think that the fact that she won the popular vote is a clear indication of the fact that there was vote rigging going on. It's right. a clear indication that many people cheated. They just couldn't cheat hard enough. They just couldn't cheat enough. See, quick thoughts on the right and left – or the right and left. So the thing is, on the right, it's fair game with the media, right? Yeah. The, and there's no – there's no uh, like the hypocrisy is rampant on that side because you can say whatever you want. And that's the thing. I, I think that there's so many people – that get checks from the Clinton Foundation, that get checks from Soros, wherever mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not here to to you know have a have a have a wall that's covered in, in thumbtacks and, and twine. Yeah. That's not what I'm doing. But I think there's so many people attached to the Clinton machine. Yeah, the Clinton machine. Okay, Clinton Foundation, whatever it is, that that you don't just say. I don't like Hillary Clinton, and here's why. If you want to stay in that party and mm-hmm. beyond this, on, and beyond that side yeah. and a part of the Democratic, the DNC. Yeah. Um, whereas with Trump, you can have folks like Crute, big folks who had followings and and showings in the primaries Move- and things movements. like that. You can have those types of folks sa- stand up and say, mm, not my favorite, but he gets my vote or he doesn't get my vote as we saw all along at different things. You know, I think you can get away with that on the right. Whereas on the left, with with somebody like Clinton, I, th- I think with Obama, maybe we experienced some of that. I don't recall; wasn't that tuned in then? But I th- I think on the left, you you don't do that, especially yeah. not for Clinton. Not tied into that machine. Not tied into that that entity. Yeah. Right. And the th- and the, the thing so. with the, with the rigging, um, there are people on the right trying to rig it. There are people on the left doing voting vote rigging. Uh, the reason why Trump won is because I think number one, the Clinton organization and all the Democrats vastly underestimated the Trump campaign and vastly overestimated Clinton and her, her real support. And I think that, that it just so happens that the people on the Republican side that were trying to rig it for Trump actually rigged it. and Or not, not actually rigged it, but they, they won, and they were able to rig it better. Um, but they also had the help of real voters. And see, I don't think that the, the average Hillary Clinton voter is a real voter. I think it's a vote that's been made up. Um. Yeah. I. I you know. I don't know. Ten. Maybe ten. Ten percent of her vote was probably just dead people and computers <laughs> voting for her. Well, but maybe the I dead people and computers wanted her for president. It just doesn't seem to me that there are that many Hillary Clinton supporters in this country. That many people, and maybe that's just because you know I'm live in the Midwest and I see more Trump signs than Hillary signs. But there's just in in those in those those middle states, those Rust Belt states, those. 
those Western states, she just too many people who were angry with Democrats, too many people who wanted uh, someone who wasn't a politician um, for 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 it to be overcome by rigging. Yeah. And so, Sam, to answer your question, absolutely people tried to rig this election on both sides. I think the Democrats probably did a lot more with names like Soros. But you also well, have especially a- some of that stuff in the James O'Keefe videos, like that's that's pretty damning. Yep. Like the yep. the one quote that he had where he's like, "We've been busting people in for fifty years, and I'll be damned if we're going to stop now." Yeah. Or whatever we're just going to start like, finding a different like, way oh, to do it. Okay. Well, yeah. thanks for the info. My God. So yeah, they tried to rig um, it, but they just couldn't do it enough. They just couldn't rig it enough. Yeah. Last thing, and I'm going to let you address it. Like I said, I'll give my gut feeling, and then I want you to address it because I don't know. Uh, Tracy Dalton on Facebook, can you explain the Electoral College for people who may not understand it and may be very confused wh- confused why Hillary Clinton won the popular vote but lost overall? Do you believe the Electoral College is even necessary now? Should we overturn it? No. My gut says no, even though I've been on the, the butt end of it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's – correct me if I'm wrong, and I want you to go into more detail because I don't know. But I think that's a little bit the purpose of it, right? Yes. It's a little bit more so that – Heavily populated areas get more of a voice, right? Or you explain it because I don't populated know. states. So, so the amount of electors or election votes that a state has in the electoral college uh, directly ties to the population of that state. That's why California has fifty-five votes. That's why New York and Florida have twenty-nine. Okay, that's why Texas has as many as it does. I'm not sure exactly the amount, of, the number in Texas. That's why states like Missouri only have 10, and Alaska and North Dakota and Iowa only have three. Um, it's because— Because there ain't nobody there. Exactly. Okay. So in the Electoral College, you want to represent—the best, best way to represent uh, the average voter is to have whatever state has more people. It's, a, it's proportionate to your population. Now— uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's it's it is a good thing. Uh, the reason why we have the electoral college is just is for the reason is just so that one state can't hold sway over the election. Is that it's not just determined by New York and Florida and California. Um, it goes it goes honestly to mob rule, and which is what which is what it's trying to avoid. Exactly. What pure democracy is, is everybody has one vote, all those votes have equal power, and you add the votes up at the end, and whoever gets the most votes, even if it's just by one vote, that's who wins. Which to me also opens up that door for rigging. Way more so than the Electoral College, because because even if there's hotbed states or whatever, or there's more electoral, you can watch those more, but like, okay, maybe somebody in Idaho wants to accidentally vote. 28,000 votes, you yeah. know, that, that are whatever, you know, that it would seem that that would be more of an but issue. It, it avoids it avoids places like without California college. and like Florida being able it, – it avoids one party being able to control one state and then control the entire election with that one state. Because if you could control California and get 99% of Californians to vote one way, you can throw an election very easily. And that's what the Electoral College does, and this, that's what our founding fathers foresaw. Is they, they believe that democracy was wrong. Mob rule, that whoever gets the most votes wins, is wrong and is not representational of the actual uh, people of a country. They believed in a republic in, in which you voted for certain people, and those certain people went from you 
to the government and represented you. And the Electoral College is set up so the the individual is represented by an elector, an election official, who then casts a vote for what his constituents feel. It's so, it's it's to 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 allow a more intimate connection between the average person and the federal government. And the average person in the federal government, excuse me, the average person. I was a little slurry there. <laughs> um, and I've had this is my third rum and coke, so you know, <laughs> I'm celebrating. Fantastic. Uh, uh, so I don't, but, I don't, I'm not sure what you're celebrating, but I'm celebrating freedom and democracy and making America great again. I don't know. I'm just celebrating, celebrating. Uh, but I got to tell you, Madison. Uh, so the electoral college—it's a good thing. It, it it protects our freedom. It yes. Do we always agree with it? No. But it there's a reason why every election, the party that loses says, "Damn that electoral college," <laughs> and the other party's like, "Yeah, I'm fine with it." <laughs> exactly. Well, we want yeah. Is because that's <laughs> the biggest supposed flaw in our system. But it's. It's it's set up so that we are not a pure democracy. If you remove the electoral electoral college, we are a pure democracy, and that it is mob rule. It is uh, voters, and it's the people who can be swayed by emotions and feelings to all of a sudden vote one way, and then that feeling is gone the next day, and now you have these crazy people in office yeah. for four years. <laughs> Now, for the bonus question that Tracy didn't ask, does it favor the two parties, though? The two-party system? Yeah, it does. And would it have to be done away with... (laughs) Well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm asking here. Would it have to be done away with for another party to rise up? No, no. At the very beginning of of our democracy, at the very beginning of of the Republic of the United States, that wasn't the way. You had several different parties. Um, And then slowly, over about 50 years, 100 years, you have uh, coalesced into two distinct parties um uh so and the reason why is because you have this slow building idea that the electoral college naturally um espouses and and makes people feel that you have to vote for this guy because if you don't vote for this guy the other guy's gonna win and you definitely don't want that guy Okay. Right. So what we have to do away with in this country isn't the Electoral College. What we have to do away with is the mindset that voting third party is throwing your vote away. That's the real evil. It's not it's not the system of bureaucracy that we set up around our election. It's the mindset that we go into the election with, saying this defeatist attitude that's saying that's that says I'm here with my if ultimatum. My if my candidate doesn't have a chance to win, then I have to then I have to vote for these other people. Like, I can only cast my vote for the winner. That's that's the mindset that we're battling against. The, I can only cast my vote for the winner. No, you can't. You can cast your vote for the loser. You cast your vote for who you believe in. And then it's sorted out later. And we've been nailing this, and we've been hitting this on the head for so long now, I'm tired of fucking saying it. <laughs> We have to start voting third party in this country. We have to start doing it now so that our ch- our children can vote for a third party and that third party can win. I wish, I wish to God that my parents and your parents and the parents of our generation had voted for Ralph Nader in 2002, or I'm sorry, in, in 1992, instead of either, all right, the warmonger who started a war in the Middle East or... The guy who's really, really uh, charismatic. 
because people didn't want to vote for for Bill Clinton if they were Republican. They didn't want to vote for for George W. Bush if they were Republican. They were afraid of the Iraq War and they were afraid of the Middle East. And Ralph Nader was a smart guy, but still couldn't pull the votes he needed away from George W. Bush to actually make a strong showing because people were so afraid of the Democrat being elected yep. and their party losing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not. I believe in something. I'm going to vote for it. It's. I'm afraid of something. I'm going to vote against it. And that's the fucking mindset we have to do away with in this country. Yeah. We have to stop being afraid. And, I mean, it goes back to one of my basic philosophies is that everything in life, you have two fucking choices, love or fear. Am I, doing, am I making this choice because I'm motivated out of love and, 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 and opportunity? Or am I making this choice because I'm motivated out of fear and anger? Yeah. And if, if you boil every decision you have in your life down to those, those two uh, dialectic, that dialectic, those two di- uh, uh, opposite viewpoints, uh, it it makes everything so much easier. Because am yeah. I am I am I deciding this because I'm afraid, or deciding this because I'm 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 open and and hopeful? Yeah. Regardless of the chances, regardless of the chances, chances yeah. don't matter. Yeah, the future doesn't matter. What matters is the decision I'm making now. Is it out of hope or out of, out of fear? Yeah. Well. That was fantastic. I'm so tired, Addison. It was tremendous. I'm I am so, too. I was up so it's late. Not, it, no, it's it's so not a physical tiredness. It's a mental tiredness, man. Oh, well. Do you know why I was, <laughs> I, was, I was so gleeful last night before, between the time we got that announcement from Bloomberg that he won to the time that we got that concession speech and today, I was so glad because it's over. Yeah. It's been so tiring. Yeah. And so draining. And now we can get on to the, the, you know, the stuff you all know and love. You know, uh, uh, Fox News versus InfoWars. Uh, dick and fart humor. We'll do more of the kind of moron of the week type weird stories that we come across. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll go back to our conspiracy. You know, Flat Earth. Who knows? We'll talk about my alcoholism. That's maybe that'll exactly. be a thing again. Who knows? You know? You know? Back back to what we know and love and enough of the clown <sighs> and the criminal. I've just, I've had it. I, I And I think truly... A nation is that way, except for these cucks that are out in the street. But <laughs> yeah, no, we 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 are. We're done um, with it. We're it's tired just, with it. It's he won. I didn't like it. I I didn't like her. I didn't like him. I thought she was going to win, and I thought she was going to win too. I was completely wrong. I thought it yeah. was a done deal. There's no way that Donald Trump could win, which was so Clearly many not millions case. of people yeah. in this country thought the exact same thing, which yeah. is why uh, the Democrats lost because they thought it was a done deal. Yeah. It was, they and thought it was done. So that being said, uh, quoting one of my favorite movies as a child, uh, The Love Bug, uh, with Dean Cain, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Asian guy said... Um, you mean Lindsay Lohan? No. No, no, no. I'm not talking. Be serious, man. Okay. I'm talking about the original. Uh, when you come to last page, close the book. Hmm. Hmm. Wise words. So there's the last page and we're closing the book. Anyways... Uh, for everybody, this was something new that we did. The audience and the stuff, the questions we did there at the end uh, on Facebook and stuff, th- that's for you later. We're going to look at this when we get off the air because I'm, I'm not going to share it on the air, but it's hilarious. And then the, the conversation that ensued. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, Thank you so much to everybody tuning in for the election night stuff. That yeah. was so much fun. It you was. Know? And it was, it was a half dozen people, whatever, but people were commenting. People were going back and forth. People people mentioned it at work today. People, I mean, it, that was fun. I really yeah. like doing that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a journalist. You're not a journalist, but we're just, we're just a couple of dudes doing what we do. And, and thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. 
You know, I say that to everybody that was. Like I said, it wasn't some massive number, but I'll be damned if it wasn't a lot of fun. And remember, I like, I like two, doing that kind of stuff. Two schmucks, two Midwest schmucks like you and I, <laughs> our ideas count and matter just as much as Wolf Blitzers. That's right. That we may not have That's the right. large audience, we may not reach as many people, but ideologically, philosophically, our ideas still matter. Right. And it was, like I said, it was a really good time. I yeah. really enjoyed seeing the comments. And so does yours, inter- listener. Yeah. You, you, what you think and how you, f- not how you feel, <laughs> not how you feel, but how you think yeah. and how you react. Yeah. To these social issues, to politics, to the world around you, mm-hmm. that matters just as much as it does if you're the president or if you're Wolf Blitzer or whoever. Yeah, so and that's something we've tried to hammer home too. Don't believe you're powerless. That's been that's been the backbone of our show. Don't believe that your opinion is wrong just because the majority of people don't share it, yeah. or because you don't hear it parroted on Facebook or yeah. on on the news station or, or on Twitter. Don't believe that lie that that you are wrong simply because. You're not in the majority. Yeah, it, that's not that's that's Anyways, a false ideology. So let's say, like I said, thanks for joining us. It, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good time. Now we can all collectively take just a sigh of relief, and it's mm-hmm. just we're, we're done with this. But four years, we'll be back because I'll be damned if we're not going to cover that Kanye uh, campaign, Matt. It's going to be it's going to it's going to be it's going to be the greatest of all time. Like how many how many compilation videos of him saying huh? Are we getting like <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be so great? Uh. Yeah. And then, and then, just the way. Oh, I can't wait. That's. <laughs> but anyways, that's a long ways off, and we can just relax, take a step back. Everybody get a good night's sleep tonight, mm-hmm. and then uh, imagine, yeah. imagine the debates. Imagine get, Kanye versus Donald Trump in a debate. Oh my God! Oh, it's the battle of memes. I'm not ready for that yet, Addison. <laughs> I'm dead. No I, one's I'm, ready for that. I'm scared. Uh, I'm scared. Give that some thought.com, Facebook, share it if you like it or don't. I don't, whatever, you know, but it, if you listen, thanks. And uh, same policy as always, anything you write in, uh, we'll share on the show. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you thought about the election. Yeah. If there's something that we haven't said that, that that you, you know, kind of occurred to you or you had an idea of, or maybe we're way off about something that you feel like, uh, send it in. We'd be yeah. happy to hear it. So. Thanks for listening, everybody out there, and make America great land. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.